<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to another AMP AMA Omaha podcast episode. My name is Sarah Winters. I'm the president-elect of AMA Omaha and I will be your host for this amazing topic. Uh, Today, we're so excited to bring to you one of our very important Pinnacle Award winners. Uh, This is for Agency of the Year. So Lynn Weinman, you are from Kid Glove. Welcome. We are so excited to have you. Ah, Sarah, thank you for having me. I love to have good conversations, and I am really looking forward to talking with you today. Uh, Nothing I like to talk about more than marketing, I think. (laughs) That's why we're all here, just obsessed with marketing. I love it. Uh, So, Lynn, why don't you tell our audience uh, who you are and and a little bit more about Kid Glove? Absolutely. My second favorite thing to talk (laughs) about. (laughs) So, Sarah, um, I am the founder, president, and chief strategist of a boutique marketing agency. We're a full-service agency. Um, We have offices in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, And uh, our name is Kid Glove because we treat people both internally and externally, and we treat brands with great care. So it it really speaks to who we are and what we do. So we do a lot of work uh, in Nebraska and in in surrounding states. We have a couple of clients on the coasts, Um, but we really, our purpose is to put a megaphone in front of organizations who are making a difference in the world. So we work with a lot of nonprofits, community health initiatives, healthcare organizations, and purpose-driven businesses. Wow. So you guys are covering quite a bit of different aspects, especially in the marketing industry, but not only just kind of spreading around through different industries, you know, in the communities. And you mentioned you're in Lincoln and Nebraska, but you mentioned across the coast too. So how did you guys Like how long have you guys been around and you wear Mm. multiple hats right now? So what are your responsibilities then? Yeah, great question. We we are 11 years old, which means we turned 10 in the midst of the pandemic, right? What an interesting time. Oh, yes. yes, Decade marker. But, um, you know, we have on our team um, some people who are are very experienced, mm-hmm. um, who've been in the industry 15, 20, 30 years. Um, and interestingly, um, on our staff, we have a number of people who are AMA past presidents oh, wow. and people who have been involved with national um, AMA on the past presidents council. Mm-hmm. And so they have connections all over the country. And so wow. because of that, we've been able to acquire some some really fun clients. And it's it's, of course, great. I love serving our community and clients and, and initiatives in our community. But it, it's also fun to get outside um, of the state and, and serve other clients as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's so cool, especially since we're here on AMP, on AMA Omaha, that podcast. I think it's so cool that you guys have been so integrated with AMA Omaha and with the community. And you just mentioned, you know, you've had a lot of past presidents 
working with you guys. And that just, that helps build that networking and that relationship that you have. Um, I just think that's so cool that you guys are able to be able to be so, so a part of this. And this yeah. is obviously, you know, a nonprofit volunteer base. So I think that that's just right alongside with your guys' branding as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I, I am also an AMA past president. And so, you know, one of the first things I did when I founded Kid Glove before I had any employees even was I, uh, we became, I became an AMA member. We, you know, um, just got really involved from the very beginning. And when we rebranded, we, our original name was not Kid Glove. We rebranded in 2013 on Valentine's Day, which I think <laughs> is really fun. Uh, but we actually launched our rebrand. We made the very first announcement at an AMA meeting. So we sponsored oh the meeting. And when I got up to speak, I said, hey, here's some exciting news. We have a new name. So, so that was a fun thing to do. But AMA has been a very important uh, part of our history at Kid Glove. Wow. Well, this is even more of a treat. And I feel very honored and excited that I get to even one, interview you and all of the experience you have and the success you've had, but also because you're a past president. So I that's what a great opportunity even for the listeners to be able to hear kind of, you know, the, the further part of this episode and to hear everything that you have to say, there's just a lot of knowledge that we can soak up from you, which is really cool. Um, that is so, very sweet of you to say. Oh. <laughs> uh, so around the agency of the year, which is, you know, one of the main reasons why we had you on here is what do you think makes your team and your company so successful? What's that, what's that little gold nugget there for you guys? That is a great, that is a really great question, but, um, you know, we are, our secret sauce, 100% is our creative culture. Wow. Um, and we work, we work really hard at it. And I know a lot of agencies work on their culture and they work on, you know, doing fun things together, but we really, um, we really have done a lot of work about, you know, surveying our people and talking to them about what is it that you want out of a job? What, what makes it great? And, you know, we, we do some of the fun things. I mean, we do a lot of fun things, but what our people have really said is the, the number one thing they want is the opportunity to do great work with people they like working with, with four clients they like working for. And so we really lean into that. Um, so for us, having a great culture is not just about having fun, but it's, it's really about giving people the tools and the environment and the teams um, that, that help them do the great work that they wanna do. And then we don't do a lot of forced fun activities, scheduled fun <laughs> activities. We do more spontaneous things. But one thing we do, I think that's really unique is we really work hard to watch people's workloads because at the end of the day, we wanna send them home and have them enjoy their hobbies and their friends and their families so that they've got a really good work-life balance, which doesn't always happen in marketing. But we know if our people have a great culture, they're happy. When they're happy, they produce inspired work. When they produce inspired work, our clients are happy. And the whole thing just keeps going around and around and around. So we just are so focused on 
that creative culture. As a matter of fact, we're we're launching an internal project, even though even though we feel like we've got this really good, we we want to keep getting better. And yes. so we've launched a project that we call Creative Nirvana. Oh, right. Got to tell and more. Yes. Creative Nirvana is just about making it better. So uh, what I what I'm hearing from you on on what your secret sauce is, is culture's queen, right? Culture. I and- love that. Culture is queen because, you know, at Kid Glove, too, we're not all women, but we are currently currently mostly women. So. Yes, um, yes. Yes. Culture. I is like queen. that. I feel like what I'm hearing from you is that you have curated such a empowering team that a team is able to be creative they feel empowered they're able to feel comfortable with each other where I mean you said that it's not it's not scheduled you know fun hours you guys are naturally doing that together so you guys have a natural connection and relationship and I've read a lot of books and the main part of that is you built a foundation of trust not only with your team but also with all of your clients and that's that's not even just great marketing and knowing your audience. That's building a very solid, successful team, which obviously shows with all of the awards, which, which would we cal- calculate? 18. 18. 18. <laughs> Did you not that we're that? counting. One, not eight, that we're counting. <laughs> 18 awards. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's, it's so cool to hear, hear that secret sauce and how successful you've been and how, how you've curated such an amazing team. So Kudos to you. Yeah. Kudos to all the men and women on your team. I think that's such an inspiration. Truly, nice. I do. You know, Sarah, when we were starting out, I love to read and I've always believed in this adage, you know, that it's, it may sound cliche, but leaders are readers, right? And I, I, I've always just like consumed books, but if there were two books that I would say really like speak to who we've become and have really driven me um, you know, the first one uh, is by Patrick Lencioni, and the name always makes me blush, but it's called Getting Naked, and it's all about, it's all about a small, do you have that one on your shelf, Sarah? I was just looking up here because I am a huge Patrick Lencioni fan. I have almost all his books up here, and so I was looking at the ideal team player, the motive. The five dysfunctions, but I don't have that one. You should go out and get it. What I love about that book and what really hit home for me was it compares and contrasts a small kind of grassroots strategic marketing company that gets purchased by a ginormous company, right? And, um, you know, the, the moral of the story was, a team of smart people that are given the tools and the freedom to do great work are going to be happier, produce better results, and ultimately produce more profit than, you know, a a large organization that's filled with structure. So I know large organizations are great too, and we work with large organizations, but for me, that just felt like the heart of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then the second book that I have found to be really um, informational is uh, Simon Sinek's Leaders Eat Last. And it's not the most well-known of his books, but what I love about that book is it it actually talks about how when you have a great culture, do you have that one on your shelf too? I have his other book and I'm just laughing so hard because all <laughs> I keep thinking is I'm on track. I'm on track. 
I love it. I love it. So in eater, in eaters, in leaders eat last. And if you actually even just Google leaders eat last, you'll see this great graphic where he talks about how different aspects of a culture impact your brain chemistry, right? And how how you know the first thing you need to have to have a great culture is you need to have safety you need people need to feel like they can be themselves express themselves speak up um do their thing but then you also need to have the team aspect and the challenge aspect and the reward aspect and how when all of those things work together you know that's what it really takes to create a great culture so i sometimes i even will print that out and like put it up on my wall to remind me like that's that's what we're working for here that's 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 the purpose that's the that's what you guys work towards as a team and a goal and I can feel your passion while you're talking about this and it's it's getting me I'll be cliche amped up right right here we go no I love that I it makes me so so excited to hear that I mean you're so passionate about leadership and culture what is it specifically about marketing that, mm. you, that you get passionate about? Like, yeah, why marketing? I've, I've seen the power of marketing. I've seen the power of marketing to transform organizations, right? I've, I've seen what happens when you take a company with a poor brand and give them a great brand. I've mm. seen what happens when you take, you know, an organization that has, you know, average marketing and give them great marketing. I've seen what happens. And and that's why we love the Pinnacle Awards. We love the Pinnacle Awards because they have a very balanced approach to strategy, results, and creative. And, And you need to have all three of those things. And our approach at Kid Glove too is very balanced to have those th- those three things. Interestingly, um, when I grew up, um, I was a creative kid, and I say this because I know there are creative kids out there whose parents do not believe that they can make a career out of creativity. Yes, yes, so, yes. And and I loved everything creative. I, I loved art. I loved theater. I loved writing. But I, I didn't probably have the courage to go out. I didn't even know graphic design as a career existed. <laughs> um, but I didn't have the courage to go out and be a writer or be an artist. Um, yeah. I did tell my parents I was going to be a theater major. And luckily, they convinced me <laughs> not to be, which is why I ended up in advertising. But what advertising and marketing does I think is it combines strategy and business with creativity and I I love that aspect of it so yeah I'm I also love to go out there and encourage kids whose parents want them to be you know doctors and lawyers those are very admirable things to do but but you know to know that you can really have a happy and successful career in creative pursuits as well absolutely I think my biggest combat to those parents that only want doctors and lawyers is well how do you find them there you go right there you how go. are you gonna find how them how how do you find that doctor lawyer marketing yeah, right. advertising branding all of that so 100 percent. i'm just 
I love being that frontliner and I'm too competitive to not get them shown. So <laughs> I do think that most of us who end up in marketing also have uh, the competitive strength on our Gallup strengths finders, right? Like absolutely we compete do. on behalf of other people. So. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, so, what, so you guys won agency of the year. So again, yeah. another congratulations. Thank you. Oh, no well, all 18. And thank you for, for recognizing us. Thank you to all of AMA. It honestly, such an honor, such an honor to represent a great organization like AMA, but also in a great community of Omaha. I mean, Omaha is amazing and we love being a part of Omaha. Oh, that just makes me so happy to hear that warms my heart. Uh, this, this kind of fun question for all those other agencies that that want to strive to win that award next year right <laughs> I mean it's a yearly thing everyone that's that is the cream of the crop it, it is what makes what do you think made this a standout effort for you guys to take that home this year yeah um you know I think that um I think when we looked at the award criteria we felt like, wow, this, this feels like us because it's based on, you know, having marketing excellence, which is something we, we feel very passionate and confident in. Um, it's based on supporting AMA and we, we love AMA. Um, and I think it's also based on giving back and giving yeah. back, you know, is a, is a big part of our DNA. As a matter of fact, I mentioned that last year we had our 10th anniversary and, you know, I mean, as a business owner, when you're starting your business and you're struggling through those hard years between three and five and you're <laughs> making payroll and doing all oh, the, yeah. things, right? <laughs> like you kind of dream about hitting that 10 year mark and we're going to have a party and we're going to do all those things. And then we're in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, we can't even bring our own people together in the same room, much less have a party. So we took the money and the time that we were going to spend on having that party. And we launched uh, what we called the agency for change challenge. Wow. And we invited organizations to apply. And so we just said, Hey, we're going to give away $10,000 worth of work to some organization that wins this. Right. And we made it really easy to apply. You know, you just had to say, how are you changing the world and how would you use this work? And we, um, we had 45 applicants, which we felt really great about, and we narrowed it to 10 and we got our people in the room. It's like, well, everybody, let's all get together and pick. And we couldn't decide. Oh. So we, we actually picked two organizations. So um, we, we did a, a rebrand for the, in Lincoln, for the Lincoln Community Playhouse. And then we are in the midst of a project for the Child Saving Institute. So two amazing organizations. But then we said, it's hard to call all of these organizations and tell them that they didn't win. So right. we then, in turn, we started our own podcast oh uh, called the Agency for Change, where we just uh. started by telling their stories. So it's like, I can't give you all of this free work, but... I can at least tell your story in a way. Um, mm. And I think today we actually launched the 70th episode of that podcast. So we just continue to tell people's stories, which 
I really love. I mean, you can tell how passionate I am about. Wow, marketing. Lynn, I got I got chills. <laughs> I, did, I got chills to to think that you guys. I mean, especially I'm I'm mentally picturing you ten years ago starting the this this company and starting a company. If anyone's ever done it. Right. It's no easy task. There right. is a lot of ups and downs. And just like what you said, you know, you're dreaming of the day that you hit your 10 year mark. And I bet, I mean, that that's something that like 2020 was rough all around. Yeah. yeah. But for you, for you as, as the owner and to work with your team and for you guys to decide that instead of having that party to celebrate yeah. you guys, you wanted to celebrate others. Right. You wanted to give back. And even what came out of that, I mean, like I'm getting a little choked up because I'm so passionate about giving back to our community. Right. Um, the fact that you guys were able to do that and award that to two different companies. And then you started this podcast. What was the agency for your change? Uh, agency. It's just called uh, agency for change. Agency, agency for, for change. change podcast. And if the easiest way it's on Apple and Stitcher and Google and all, all of the yes. different formats but also you can find it at kidglove.com so yeah yeah we're very proud of that passion or that project just to tell people's tell people's stories we don't we don't sell ads we don't talk about ourselves we just tell people's stories so telling people's stories is is probably the most rewarding thing that you could do because people need a platform for a voice people need to be able to to share their experiences because yes. that's that's how we connect with each other. That's how we grow as an individual. So I'm, wow, that's so cool. And I can't wait to go search for it right when we're done with this interview. <laughs> so you have gained another follower, hopefully from this uh, audience, you gained more. Um, you, and just kind of share that love there for you. That's amazing. Um, you talked about, you know, 2020 was a 10 year, you know, you guys weren't able to celebrate in person. So last year was quite the year, you know, worldwide, uh, let's, in the realm of just marketers, you know, marketers had to pivot and we had to be prepared to adjust campaigns extremely quickly on a dime. You know, we had to adjust with a lot of issues coming up. So what would you say is some of like the biggest hurdles you and your team had to overcome? Yeah. Or like what challenges do you think that you faced? You know, it's interesting because um, on March 15th, I actually pulled out the email that I sent to our team on March 15th of 2020, right? And it was it was so like naive as I look back on it. And I, I remember I talked to Catherine Warren, our chief operating officer over the weekend and, and said, you know, I think this is real. Like we probably gotta work from home for a little while. And I, I sent out this cute email with the subject line, who wants to work in their pajamas for the next oh. two weeks? And it was kind of yeah. like, Hey everyone, we should just work from home For and sure. keep yourself yeah. safe. And we didn't know it, it'd be this long. No one did. We had no idea, Six right? Six weeks back, no we thought we'd be back. Yes. Oh. And then on that first day, on on the like the first day we were working from home, our our account service team got together via Zoom. Luckily, we have multiple offices, so we already were used to working with Zoom, so that that made it easier for us, right? But, we got together and said, you know, we, we ought to just, we just got to get on the phone and call all our clients and see what's, what's happening. And on that one day, that one day we lost a hundred thousand dollars worth of business. Right. And so 
you just like, and it, and you can't even fight it. Right. Because you're, you're, we were, we had two like nonprofits with big capital campaigns and they yeah. both were, uh, it doesn't feel right for us to go out and try to raise money right now. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, banks that couldn't even let their customers in the building, mm. you know, they're like, we don't really need to advertise right now. Cause we no don't, one, we don't no one's here. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if our business loans are going to be able to make their payments, our mortgages, you know? So we just were like, all right, we're just gonna, we're just gonna scrape together. And and I had my staff calling me and saying, Lynn, what's what's gonna happen? What are we gonna do? And yeah. the only thing I could tell them is I I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah. to happen. The only thing I can assure you is I'm gonna fight like hell to keep us all whole. Absolutely. You know, our team, our clients. And, you know, slowly it came back and then yeah. it came back to the point where it was like crazy, right? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much crazy. Like I felt like we had people working around the clock at some times. We even just had to say, you have to stop. You have yeah. to take a lunch break. You have to. Yeah. Are those the same clothes you had on yesterday? This is crazy, right? <laughs> oh, no. like, you know, so, and, and for us to value like personal time, but it did, it when it got crazy, the only thing that made it really worthwhile was we knew that the work we were doing was helping, you know, schools and teachers and nurses and small businesses and foster parents. And it was like, and seniors who were so isolated during that time. And it was like, well, how can I go to bed when I need to help more seniors? Right. So (laughs) Uh, kind of that for a while and then I think and I'm sorry this is a very long answer but oh um, no it's great answer I'm I'm a part of a group we're our agency is a part of a group called Vistage which um, is a group that pulls together CEOs from across the country and my Vistage group brought in Tony Goins the Nebraska Department of Economic Development Director And he said something to me that helped me turn the corner because I was kind of in a waiting pattern. I was in a place where I was saying, hey, this is going to be over. We're just going to make it until it's over. And he essentially said, this is going to go on for a long time. And if I were you, I would find the smartest people you know and put them in a room and figure out how to make your company more digital. And I would do it now. And I think from that moment on, we jumped out of the waiting pattern and went into the transformational pattern. And I I think that was really key for us. Wow. I think, uh, I mean, we all, I think a good chunk of marketers out there or companies experienced something very similar to what you guys experienced. And it was a very scary time. And obviously just not only just, just health and making sure loved ones were okay, uh, our hospitals being filled. And I, I work in the healthcare industry yeah. and you're, so- you were very busy. I'm sure everyone <laughs> nurses like overnight, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but what you guys did and what you guys focused on to ensure that your audience and your clients were well supported, uh, in a, in a work from home environment and digital only is hard for us creatives, right? We, we like to be with each other. We like to brainstorm, we play off of each other. And so, you know, finding that, that new process and adapting, mm-hmm. it, it was a challenge. I mean, clearly, again, you guys were successful and you made it work and you found out probably new things that you never knew before. Um, 
silver lining, if there is one, one thing that I found very beneficial for our work from home environment is I felt a little bit closer to my, my, my peers and the rest of my markets on my team. Cause you got a glimpse of it inside of their yes. world. Yes. I you met, you met family members and you met yes. dogs and, and there was, you still found that human connection, even if 100%. we could only be on zoom with each other, which Again, a, a silver, silver lining that when we got to be in person with each other again, we were able to still hold on to those close connections yeah. that we had as a team. Which yeah. One of, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was like, oh, this isn't very professional. Like, should we be doing this? And then it was, it became clear to me. Luckily, I never said those words out loud until now, <laughs> uh, because it did become clear to me that we're bonding more closely together. And even, you know, one of our account directors, Katie Ripa, um, works works with a bank, and we work directly with the bank owner and their operations manager. But, you know, Katie's daughter was drawing pictures and for the owner of the bank and Aww. you know they were just like we were all just working from home and figuring yeah. it out and it was like that was just so bonding and even this morning I was on a call with five people all working from home and two cats appeared you know <laughs> in the screens and it was like you know that's kind of fun to have a cat just uh, appear out of nowhere in the screen so yeah oh. These are such great responses and I'm just so appreciative of, of all your experiences and you being able to share that with us. Uh, one last thing, one last question I have. Yep. Um, what advice do you have to all of our Omaha marketers who are striving to elevate their marketing efforts? Yeah. You know, all right. This is going to seem like old advice and everybody's heard it, but sometimes when we're working so fast and we're all trying to do things uh, so efficiently and we're focused yeah. on the data. I think, you know, I think in order to elevate marketing, we have to remember marketing, great marketing, you know, takes three things. It takes time, it takes money, and it takes information, right? I mean, given you're going to have a great team and all the tools you need, but, yeah. you know, in order to feed in order to feed the, the dragon that is marketing, <laughs> those three things, time, budget, and information. And if we continue to cut those things month after month, year after year, if we continue to cut the budget, we continue to try and do things faster and faster. We continue to try and just go to the creative team and say, hey, you guys know what to do, just go do it you know, at some point it's going to break just like a house. Like if you Absolutely. continually deteriorate the, the materials that go into the foundation or rush to put it up, the house is going to fall down. And, and I think that marketers need to make sure that they stand up for what they need to do the great work. Absolutely. Beautifully said. I could not agree with you more. Uh, I wrote down all those notes, time, money, and info. So when I go back to my CMO, hey. There you go. The holy trinity. This is what I need to feed this dragon. There you go. Time, money, and info. You got to have them. I mean, and, and sometimes you can cut corners, right? Like yes. you can usually cut one and still be okay, but you cut two, you're going to suffer. You cut three, you're not going to be, you're not going to be winning pinnacle awards. Correct. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> 
Well, Lynn, uh, thank you so, so, so much. This has been such a pleasure to be able to get you on this podcast. We will have you as the, the featured guest for this episode. I, I learned a lot. I loved hearing your story, Kid Glove's story. Uh, so thank you so much for your time and thanks for, for jumping on the show with us. My honor, Sarah. Thanks so much for the, the great conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Ahura Media Production.